You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Tonight, we're going to talk about God's big butt. Okay? Now, <laughs> for those of you who are new here, like, what the heck did I just walk into? Oh my gosh, what did what, what, what I talk First off, welcome to Living Faith Church. This church is not like a normal church, okay? Meaning, here's the thing, we're a church for sinners by sinners, okay? So meaning, I and my wife, we're the ones who are, you know, the leads of this, we're the biggest sinners out there. Meaning, if you hear any rumors about anything about me or my wife, believe it. It's probably true. Okay, I'm saying right there right now. We other churches out there are like, oh, we are the pastors. We are the holy uh, Reverend Stephen. No, 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 none of that. Just call me Stephen. I, you know, we're normal people. Uh, bigger sinner than you are. Let's just challenge that. Let's, let's play a game. Okay. So, but with that being said, we believe we wanted to create a church where. God accepted us, okay? And we want to create a church for us that we can go to with all the hypocrisy, with all the drama, with all the... We just say, you know, we keep it real. This is who we are. Make sense? So tonight, it might be a little bit different. Like, well, what is this all about? Okay? You'll never hear a sermon called God's Big Butt. Okay? So I like big... Hey, so we're talking about God's Big Butt. Say butt. Okay. Now, I know we have some children here. Sorry. But let me tell you guys really quickly why we exist. Why we exist as Living Faith Church. Living Faith Church exists for the very reason of this. That right now in San Diego, two people per month are committing suicide. Two people per month actually commit suicide here in San Diego County. Now that's just people who actually commit. People who attempt is a lot more. People who are not even attempting but are on the verge to it, just thinking about it, is a way lot more. Now, not saying you, but how many of you guys know someone in, you know, in your immediate, you know, someone in your life who's thought about, talked about suicide? Let's just be real. Okay? Suicide is very prevalent. It's very, very common. And it's fortunate. But let me tell you this right now. My wife, you know, she has a friend who just committed suicide this past week. And it, it was all she had was a text message goodbye. Very next day she found out that person committed suicide. And that's so heartbreaking for me and my wife or for those of us who are leaders of this church because here's the thing. They say they don't feel accepted by people. They feel like they're an outcast. They feel like they're, they're not good enough. They feel like, you know, so, so they feel so much guilt and shame. And I say, you know, fooey to all that. We're a church that believes that we're sinners, we're screwed up, we're messed up. But listen, God loves you anyways. Does that make sense? And so that's the kind of church that we believe that we have here. And so can I put up, uh, can you put the image, Jen? From San Diego.gov, it says here that most suicide people are depressed. Signs of depression include feeling hopeless, helpless, worthless, sad, or empty, self-reproach, or excessive, inappropriate amounts of guilt. My friends, let me tell you this right now. That there are other churches out there that preach, you're not good enough, you need to be holy, you need to be this, you need to be that. I want to say is this, you just need Jesus. 
Make sense? Say amen. All you need is Jesus. We cannot stop sinning. We cannot stop being wrong people. We can't. We're not. We're none of us are perfect, and we're not going to try to be perfect. We're not going to try to be someone who we're not. So we believe in a message called grace. Say grace. Grace. I'm going to run through these, these verses here. There's a lot of verses, but here's who we are. Romans six fourteen. For sin shall have no dominion over you, for ye are no longer under law, but under grace. There's two things here. There's a thing called the law, which is the Ten Commandments, which everyone says, oh, you thou shall not kill, thou shall not this, thou shall not that. And all these thou shall not, and people are like, living their life, ooh, you're over here, ooh, you, you're doing this, you're doing that, thou shall, you're breaking the law. And there are a lot of religious people out there who are religious, and they say, oh, well, you're not good enough, well, because you're abiding by these laws. We believe we're not under the law, but we're under grace. It's Bible. So I'm saying, I don't know about this whole grace thing. I'm going to study the Bible. Read it right there. We're no longer under the law, but under grace. James 2.10. For whoever keeps the whole law, yet stumbles at just one point, is guilty of breaking all of it. So there's ten commandments. You say, well, I, I followed all those things, but you know, sure, you just break one little thing. The Bible says if you look at someone lustfully in the heart, not even act upon it, you have committed adultery. Hello. Jesus says if you have a little bit of anger towards someone, you have committed murder. Hello. So come on now. We're all guilty. You break one law, you break them all. Does that make sense? So we're all guilty of breaking them. So... Here's another one. John 3, 17. This is Jesus speaking. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so my friends, there are a lot of churches out there condemning left and right. You are bad at this. You are bad at that. Come to the altar. You better repent and cry. And no, no, no. You will not see that. Instead, it will say, hey, come to the altar and praise God. Because I put a post on my Facebook. It says, public service announcement. If you hear any rumors about me or my wife, Believe it and then praise God because he accepts me and loves me anyways. Amen? So that is the kind of message that we believe here in this church. That's the kind of church that we believe. We believe Jesus. Now here's the thing. We are all sinful people. But you'll never hear me glorify sin. Does that make sense? I pray we have people who are gay, transvestite, da -da -da, all the people out there. But we're not going to go and have a rainbow flag in the front of our church. Does that make sense? But here's the thing. I want... We're actually begging for someone out there who's a transvestite to be a worship leader. Hello, come on, somebody. But we're going to glorify Jesus. Can I say amen? Can you, can you say amen? Amen. amen? So that is where we believe that our church's mission is. We are so relentless with that mission of grace, of acceptance. The, the, the message that you don't have to be good because he is good. You don't have to be perfect because he is perfect. Does that make sense? As long as you have Jesus, he looks at you and says, okay, he doesn't see Eugene, he says Jesus. He doesn't see all your flaws and all your failures and what you did last night, what you're doing tomorrow, what you have planned to do tomorrow. With who, he, doesn't, he doesn't look at all that. He sees Jesus. And he sees Jesus, he sees perfect, upright, righteous. The Bible says that if you have Jesus, that's it. There's no other thing about it. You don't say, well, I got Jesus, but, 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 but there's no but without that. Here's the but we're going to talk about tonight. Okay, Ephesians 2, 1 and 10. It's not along, but bear with me. Strap your seatbelt and let's go. Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. Yes, you were. In which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the, the devil, the spirit 
who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also live among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and uh, thoughts like the rest. We were by nature deserving of wrath. And here we go. But, say but. But. But because of his great love for us. My friends, prior to this verse here, it's saying, look, you're all screwed up. You're all messed up. You're all going to die. But here's the thing. But. I uh, see, but cancels out everything you just said. So husbands and wives, you don't say, I love you, honey. But. Because you just canceled everything you just said. But here's the thing. The, the verse here in Ephesians, you are dead in your transgressions. You are all doomed for wrath. You are screwed up. But. And that's the kind of but we're talking about tonight. Is saying that, yes, you are deserving of wrath. You are deserving of God smiting you down with the thunder because you're so messed up. But. And I love God's but. But because of his great love for us. Oh, God, who is rich in mercy. Say mercy. 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 Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Let me say, it is not from yourself. It is not from yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, which means doesn't matter what you do. Ho oh, ho! It doesn't matter what you do, because it's by grace. It's a gift, not by works, but so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared for us advanced to do. Let me say this one, one last verse here. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. To do good works. We don't do good works because we want to aim for salvation. We don't give so that we, we, we're buying our salvation, although there's a lot of churches out there that teaches that. We don't help set up all of this and show up early and just because we want to try to show ourselves or prove to God, say, God, if I show up and set up the chairs, will you accept me to heaven? No, 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 no. We accept his grace. We accept his mercy. And because we have it, we then respond to it through handiwork, through God, through God using us. Does that make sense? So tonight, here's the deal. We believe that San Diego needs hope. San Diego needs Jesus. We are the hope agents, the agents that God uses us to bring hope into this world. And my friends, here's the thing, that we believe the message of God for this church, for us, that, that we are to preach, is three words, faith, hope, and love. Say it with me. Say faith, hope, and love. Amen. So Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. My friends, can I just say this? Can you put up the last uh, the image we had up there? 
Here's what caused people to commit suicide. Feeling hopeless, helpless, worthless, sad, or empty. The first word there is hopeless. People who commit suicide, people who are so depressed, people who don't have the sense of life in them, is because they feel they've lost hope. They felt like they lost all hope in their life. My friends, here is the Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. My friends, Living Faith Church's mission is to instill faith into people's lives, into the lives of those out there who are dealing with whatever it is. Can I just say this right now? For those of you who are guests, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you who have been coming here or called as your church and you're saying, I'm part of this mission, understand that we haven't even advertised out there yet. We're inviting you know, individually, but we haven't gone out and actually marketed because right now we're preparing for that. But one of these days, I, I'm, let's say this month, we're going to go out and go relentless chasing after people. Not chasing, like, hey, come here, come to church. You know? <laughs> but, but we'll put up ads and all that stuff, mailers and uh, YouTube, Instagram ads, all those stuff. Getting people to find hope in Jesus. Not come in here and be like, you are shameful. You are hopeless. You No, you, you are screwed. No. To say, look, doesn't matter what you are, who you are, what you've done, what you, you have Jesus and you have hope. And that's what faith is about. It's about instilling hope in the people. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Romans 4.3. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. My friends, that's all it is. This is believing God and you're righteous. Believing God and you're righteous. Do I have to go ahead and stop doing this and stop doing that? No. If you want to stop it, then stop it. Sure. But you don't have to in order to receive righteousness. All you got to do is believe. Just believe. If you believe God, you're righteous. If you say, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, done dignity. You're in. You got the ticket. Do I have to say certain prayers? Do I have No. Just believe God. Just believe. I believe that God is the Son, that Jesus is the Son of God, and that Jesus died for my sins. Done. Just believe. I believe I can fly. I believe in Jesus. Okay? So just believe in Jesus. That's all you need. So what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. You know the word accounted, that word right there in the Greek, the word accounted means accounted like they're judging. That's a judgment. It's like, let me count. So he's saying here, if you believe God, you are being judged as righteous. My friends, that's something to be so excited about. Because you don't have to work for your salvation. You don't have to work for God to love you. He just does. You are accounted. So are you being judged? Say, God's a judge. Yes. And he judges you as righteous as long as you have Jesus. It doesn't matter. There's just so much freedom in that, my friends. And that's what we're talking about, freedom here. Freedom series. God's big butt. The butt of but God, God says you're righteous, done dignity. So now here's the thing, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's how we get faith. So right now, whenever you sit in a church, with a district or other churches, or listen to a podcast, every time you listen to them, the word of God, you are being instilled faith in you. Does that make sense? How do I get faith? You get faith by listening to preaching that instills faith into you. That's how you get faith. Now here, for those of us who say, you know, yes, 
I want to be part of this mission, Romans 10, 14. How then can they call upon him who they have not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? Now, here's the beautiful thing. I am not the only preacher. I want everyone in here to eventually become a preacher. Yes, I want to give you the microphone to hear. Sarah, your turn, go. <laughs> Makes sense? Because here's the thing. How can they even believe if they haven't heard? How can they hear if no one tells them? So that's why we have every other Thursday is connect groups. And every other Thursday after that is leadership training. I want to get back to learning the preaching, the foundations of preaching. Because I want to be able to pass this mic on and say, here you go. Here you go. You take it. You take it. You take it. You take it. Make sense? A leader's definition is a leader trains up other leaders. A preacher is a trainer of other preachers. Ephesians chapter 4 actually says that the job of the ministry, of the fivefold ministry, is to train up the work of the saints to do the work of the ministry. So those of you who are connect group leaders, or those of you who want to be connect group leaders, understand you're actually the pastor of this church. Because you're pastoring the people that come to your connect group. You pray with them. You hear their mouth. You talk to them. That's why we like to have our connection between 5 to 8 to 10. No max, maximum 10. And so we want to have the connect group to be small and intimate because that is where ministry happens. You don't see people, you know, the Bible says they met in homes. Sure, they met in tabernacles, but they mainly met in homes. That's the early church. So my friends, this is cool. This is awesome. But right now, Sundays is training. Sundays is salvation. It's evangelistic. We pray for people to come in who are not saved, who don't know Jesus, to come and say, whoa, so I can be messed up and Jesus still loves me? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, he loves me. And they're praying. He loves me. Oh, he loves me so. And that's the goal. And they go to a connect group. And they get plugged in. And they say, guys, pray for my situation. And they don't want to get healed in their situation. God meets them in their needs. And eventually, you know, I want to be a connect group leader. And then they come to connect group training, the leadership training. And they go and open up their home, their path, their, their whatever. And they say, hey, I want my friend to come to my connect group, my, my dinner party. And eventually, it just grows from there. And that's the church, my friends. That the church is a place where people can receive faith and receive healing. The second point here is hope, faith and hope. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts I think towards you. This is so huge, my friends. This is so huge because people think that when they think of God thinking about them, they think, oh, well, that's a judgy guy. That's a guy who judges a lot. That's a guy who's all judgy. That's a guy who's all telling me what I can and can't do. That's the guy. No, here's what he says here. For I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. What are the thoughts? Thoughts of peace and not evil. To give you a future and a what? And a hope. That's Bible. The thoughts he has towards you and I is good thoughts. But wait, Stephen, back in my old church, they would be preaching that God is angry, that God is judgy. But let me tell you this, let me tell you why. Because that's the way they perceive God sees them. So they put it on to other people. And the way that we Amen. see, the reason why people see that as God is because that's how their real father was. That's because how their real mother was. Their, their figure of, of authority in their life was judgy, was angry, was, so they perceive that to be God. But if you actually open the freaking Bible, it says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. The thoughts of you is good. The thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. My friends, that is God's thought towards you and I. Is we instill faith. We receive hope. 
my friends, here's the biggest part here, is love. See, we cannot call ourselves a Christian unless we have love. Mm. Now, how do we show love? Right? My wife would say, how you show love is buy me stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, she's not my sugar baby. She's my wife. Okay? <laughs> but but, but she, she would go shopping. And I'd say, okay, well, make me a sandwich then. You know? So that's how I show So listen to this, okay? But that's how we show love towards, to each other. Let me buy my, buy my flowers. Let me take her on a date. Let me go and whatever, you know, does that make sense? It's like, yeah. So <laughs> I gotta be careful, we have kids in the room. So you know other ways to show love. So here's the thing, that's how we show love to each other. But how do we show love to God? How do we show love to God? Because I wanna love God, but, but I can't even touch God, I can't even see God. How do I show love to God? How do I show love to God? And how do I prove to people that I love God? Who loves God? Prove it. How do you prove it? <laughs> you can't be like, well, me and God are intimate. When? How? <laughs> well, I buy God gifts. No, you give money to the church. That's great. We pay the rent. We buy the speakers and stuff. That's great. But that's not giving money to God. How do you show love to God? John 13, 35. By this will know that you are my disciples mm. if you love one another. Ooh. That you love one another. My friends, that's how it is. You love one another. And that's the reason why it's so important to belong to a church community, is to love one another. Now here's the thing. To love one another does mean buy each other things? Maybe if you, if you want to buy things for people. I'm pretty sure people will accept it. You know, Angela will accept everything. But, you know, how? I'm not trying to bash her. She's not even here to defend herself. Sorry. That's wrong. Anyways, by this you will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. You know, you can go to church and not love. Okay? Let me say that right now. You, I'm pretty sure you've been to churches where people are like, ooh, they go to church. That's not a loving environment. It's like a kind of a war zone. And that's the truth. But that's where you know your disciples of Christ is if you love one another. Now, here's an interesting part here. We're talking about here God's big butt. John 21, 15 to 17. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lamb. He said again to the second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? <laughs> Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. My friends, who is the sheep of Jesus? He's not talking about the literal sheep of Jesus, although he had probably a sheep, of course. But he's talking about his church. If you want to show love to Jesus, tend, serve the people of the church. So that's the reason why we come here on a Sunday and we show up and set up these lights and these 
these speakers and these, we, we do this because we show love to Jesus. We say, I'm putting up these lights and I'm setting up these cameras and I'm putting together these signs and it's so hot up here and, you know, we're doing all this and we may not even see it. But can I tell you, people will watch these broadcasts. We record these broadcasts a week later. People watch these broadcasts. And I've actually literally had someone say, I'm no longer going to commit suicide. Because you just talked about it straight up. People will hear me talk about the suicide thing. We talked about this last sermon on our YouTube uh, three months ago, Epidemic Solution, talking about this subject as well. So someone shared that video to one of their friends in New Zealand. Didn't commit suicide. It says, because of you, my friend submitted himself to a hospital to get professional help. <coughs> because he found that, you know what? You're right. I don't have hope. And they found themselves in a church. And I was like, well, praise God. I don't know how many other people are watching this that are not telling us here. But I just say this right now. Every time those of you who serve, who open up your homes, who set up and tear down and, and, and sweaty and give up your Sundays, give up your Thursdays for training, you're not doing it unto Stephen Dela Cruz. You're not doing it unto, unto you know, the Kumbaya and whatever else. You're doing it unto God. You're saving lives. We serve and we feed the sheep of Jesus to prove to him we love him. Feelings of guilt, feelings of shame. My friends, we just talked about it. Guilt, shame, isolation. The one that would solve all that is the church. Get connected to people. No longer isolated. Guilt and shame, there is therefore no condemnation of those who are Christ Jesus. My friends, if you're out there watching this right now, or you're in this room and you have a sense of guilt and shame, you have a sense of isolation, let me tell you right now, Living Faith Church is for you. My friends, Jesus is the answer. I don't care what people have told you in the past, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. But Stephen, I still deal with it. doesn't matter, you're forgiven. Stephen, I keep on, it doesn't matter, you're forgiven. As long as you believe Jesus and say, God, by faith, I receive Jesus. By faith, I receive Jesus. So right now, my friends, I want you to ask you this question. Jesus says, do you love me? If so, feed my sheep. If so, take care of my people. This church is still brand new. And let me tell you this right now, you are part of bringing hope and healing to a lost and dying world out there. We're not here to tell people how to live their life. I can live my own life. <laughs> but we're here to tell people, Jesus is your solution. My friends, understand this, that we have the answer. He said 428 or some of that. I think the number, but let's say 428. That year took their life. Divide that by 12. There's 35 people who committed Meaning every single day, every single day, someone in San Diego County, our neighbor, has just committed suicide. 
You and I can be the person that says, hey friend, why don't you come to church? Hey friend, if you don't go to church, I get it. Okay, come to a dinner party. Stephen, I'm so shy to ask my friend if they want to come to a dinner party. I'm shy if I want to invite them to church. What if they say no? Listen, as long as you invite them, they might say yes. And people who've told me no in the past, I keep on inviting them. I keep on inviting them. And eventually they say, you know what? Sure, I'll come in. They go, wow. I received the message of faith, hope, and love. They have just a little more glimpse of hope in their life. Every single day, one person commits suicide in San Diego. That's just one person who commits. There's a lot more other people who are thinking about it. And maybe you're here tonight thinking about, you know what? For a bit, I did think about it. It crossed my mind. My friends, it happens. It's there. And here's the thing. We are a church that's real. We'll tell it like it is. So understand this. If you're going through something, I'm not going to counsel you. I'm not, I'm not a counselor. But I'm, we're going to pray with you. We're going to believe with you. We'll get to the resources. And those of you who are watching, understand this. The number one thing that kept on saying there is guilt and isolation. I'm so excited for our online our online people online. We're going to have a special pastor just for you named Pastor Jennifer Meme. <laughs> We're going to ordain her now. Who will be online and be the... So type in, your, type in the comments below what your prayer requests are. Maybe we'll put together a connect group of some sort. But understand this. You are not alone. Jesus loves you. He is relentless for you. And those of you who are here tonight, if you're struggling with that, do not leave here without asking for prayer. And if you're here and say, no, I'm good, I'm good, then good. Because there's two types of people. You're needing a miracle or you're going to be someone's miracle. So if you're not in a state of like, I'm good, then who are you inviting to church next week? Who are you invited to a connect group, to a dinner party? Don't be selfish. You never know your coworker who might be dealing with stuff and not talking about it. You don't think it all deep. Don't say, oh, hey, I'm having a dinner party. Come to my place. Come to my friend's place. Come. Just bring a bag of ice. Two bucks. My friends, if you're here tonight and you're struggling, don't do life alone. Find a connect group. So tonight, if you're here and you you call this church your church and you see a guest, ask them, what connect group are you going to? Okay, I give you all permission. You all permission to ask each other, what connect group do you go to? Okay? Or say, I'm not a part of connect group. Who can I go to? We have Anna, Lemon Grove, Casey, Al downtown. And we'll open up more. Maybe you want to open up a new connect group. But get plugged in this week. That's this Thursday. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Hallelujah. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for everyone who's the sound of my voice. Bless them. Tonight you may be here, you say, Stephen, you talk about believing in Jesus. That's all we gotta do. Just believe in Jesus. Stephen, I used to believe in Jesus, or maybe I still do, but I'm not sure. If tonight you're here, you say, I really am ready to believe in Jesus and start fresh 
Maybe you did it before. Maybe you're doing it again. Maybe it's the very first time. We say, I want to believe in Jesus. I want to be seen as righteous. No matter what I do, I'm still righteous. I want Jesus. If that's you, can you just wave at me a little bit? Just wave at me a little bit. We'll pray for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So tonight, everyone, everyone pray this prayer with me. Those of you who are online, say, Dear Jesus, come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me as righteous right now, God. I claim heaven is my home. God is my Father. And I thank you, Lord, for empowering me with your Holy Spirit. Speak to me, Holy God, in Jesus' name. And tonight, for those of you who are here and, and those who are watching online, you say, Stephen, yes, I'm ready to serve his sheep. I'm ready to commit even further and taking care of the sheep of Jesus and being part of this mission to go and say, yes, I want to be a hope agent. I want to be a person who helps bring hope to a dying world. Now, if that's you, go and just look at me and wink at me. Let me know, hey, I want to be part of this. Yeah, don't be creepy. Just wink at me a little bit, you know. <laughs> don't be creepy. <laughs> Amen. Father God, tonight I pray that you empower us who are here tonight to build your church, to bring hope to the hopeless, help to the helpless, and that you would use us mightily, God, to move upon the hearts of people for your kingdom's sake. We love you so much, Father God. Bless us now, and we give you all the praises and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.